0: Chapter 8. I had so much information running through my brain and so many questions that I could not focus on just one. Father knew I was overloading. He has that whole perfect knowledge thing going on. He's cool like that. To distract us and focus our brains, he began to explain to us about oracles. He clarified that an oracle is simply one who speaks God's truth. He shared with Ian and me the truth about the treatment of oracles throughout the years, and it was not a happy tale. He described how kings and queens, rulers of nations, and religious leaders would covet oracles. They sequestered them by placing them in temples, castles, dungeons, and even sometimes prisons. He told us that once an oracle's ability to hear father appeared, those in power instantly began to manipulate the oracle into a life of servitude to them instead of God. They did this to obtain gold and power while saying it was for the oracle's safety. But really, they were charging God's children to hear God's truth from the oracle in order to line their own pockets with gold. Some oracles did not fight the imprisonment, as oracles are human and have the same right to free will promised by God. But most of the oracles requested God free them, often in the most volatile and corrupt locations on earth, so that they could spread the truth to his children and allow them to accept it or not with no judgment. Father informed us that every time his children become so lost that the truth is in danger of disappearing completely, he will send oracles to spread his truth again. He sends oracles to give his children every opportunity to hear his truth before any heavenly event. Father could see that we were trying to understand his words and picture what a heavenly event would look like. Allow me to show you, Father said. Right in front of our eyes, as if it were happening in our bedroom, We saw a disgusting and disturbing scene. We saw men, women, and children being beaten, raped, and murdered by a massive group of people. It seemed as if they had all gone insane and lost their humanity. It was not just men committing these horrendous acts, but men and women, from teenagers to the elderly. I was so shocked at the vision in front of me, I grabbed onto my husband and tried to bury my face in his shoulder. Father gently spoke to us, saying, I know it is difficult to experience, but you must both know the truth of the past so that you can be aware for what you may face in the future. Before I could ask the question burning in my heart, Father spoke again. I am not condemning you to this future, only giving you the understanding of the importance of your task together, an awareness of the power of my truth, to have a complete understanding that you must never give up no matter the obstacle or fear. The true importance of never allowing fear to replace the fear with a knowing that I will guide you to where you need to be and open all necessary doors and borders for as long as you may request my assistance. Reluctantly, I turned back to the movie playing out before me. I tried very hard not to focus on any specific person being tortured, but to take in the scene in its entirety. I realized that I could physically feel the terror and pain of the innocent being brutalized if I focused on just one person. It was as if I was living the nightmare with them. Once I could get my sorrow of the event under control, I found my focus being continuously drawn to one woman. I'd never seen her before on earth, but I sensed that I knew her. It was her eyes, or rather the light in her eyes that kept drawing me to her. They were not the heavenly color of blue that I had seen in father's eyes, but almost as beautiful. Her eyes continued to change from dark blue to pale blue. Watching her eyes transition between the two colors every few moments was both strange and amazing. The 20 or more crazed people in the crowd around her repeatedly chanted, Repent! 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 I finally realized the reason I was so drawn to her. She was the only person that seemed to have no fear. She was silent and had a sense of complete peace surrounding her. And her eyes. While the mob continued to scream at her, they were kicking and hitting her as well. Some of the of madmen did not stop at just using fists and feet. They began stabbing this innocent woman with other sharp-looking weapons. She had no physical reaction and uttered no sounds. She did not cry out in pain, nor did she plead for them to stop. She did not resist in any way. She just sat on the ground with her eyes staring at nothing as if she was trying to hear a sound off in the distance. All the while, her eyes kept changing from dark to pale blue. Suddenly, this amazing and peaceful woman seemed to focus on the people surrounding her as she stood and softly spoke I repent. I repent. I repent. I forgive myself for being human and being flawed. I accept God, my Father, as my Creator. And I have a knowing that his Son will heal the hearts of the world when it loses the truth again. Hear these words as I am God's oracle, sent to speak his truth. Heed Father's words and you will be made to avoid the darkness that is made up of misery and must surely await you. I will choose to love each of you with no need of your response as our Creator has taught. For God's unconditional love is the act of loving each of us without expecting love in return and allowing all to have free will it is the truest indication of his love for every one of us his expectation for your returned love is nothing although his hope for your returned love is everything crowd around her grew silent as the oracle spoke the people of this group seemed unable to look away or interrupt the oracle's declaration The woman then walked to each person in the mob and touched every hand while looking into their eyes. When this woman ended her message for one individual, she would move to the next person. The oracle would look into their eyes and smile and speak father's truth to them, never breaking eye contact until going to the next person. I realized that when the oracle would speak for father, her eyes would change to that pale blue. But when she finished and began to make her way to the next person, The color of her eyes would return to dark blue. That was when I realized father's attention in the room was on me. He had noticed I was watching the oracle's eyes with great curiosity and seemed amused with my fascination. My child, do not be mystified by the oracle's eyes glowing. It is only my light and love shining through her eyes. Your eyes have already done the same when speaking my truth, he stated with that same amused smile on his face. All I could do at that moment was wonder if they had nursing homes in heaven and if dementia would be the reason father would be checking into the heavenly facility. This amazing woman, this oracle, was willing to take on an entire mob of insanely crazed people and was way cooler than me. I am sure she is the bravest person that has ever lived. I am very confident that this oracle didn't even blink when father asked her, Do you accept this, my child? No, no. This woman was already jumping up and clearing her schedule before he finished his question. The thought ran through my mind that I'm not even close to that brave or eloquent with words. My escape plan had changed little since childhood. I still believed you should run in a zigzag pattern, making it harder to shoot me if my attacker has a gun. I'm sure I heard Father laugh softly on that zigzag pattern idea came into my head. Oh yeah, he was listening. When had my eyes done the color changing thing? I silently wondered. Then I remembered the sweet little old man at the grocery store in the butter aisle. What had he said when I was running away? I see the angel in your eyes. I thought he was just being complimentary. I would find out over the next year that everyone sees something different when God's light and love shine through my eyes. I had concern at first that people would freak out when the flashlight went on behind my eyes, but most are just fascinated by it. Some people say they see what they believe to be the gates of heaven. Others say they see Heavenly Father, Mother, or Christ, and some see angels. I have learned to be very cautious around young children that get close to my face. Most of the time, children will see angels in my eyes and want to touch them. That zigzag move comes in handy when you have an excited child trying to catch the angel in your eyes. It only took one jab in the eyeball to learn that one. I realized that Father and Ian are staring at me. Oh, they're waiting on me, I thought to myself as I turned back to the scene. It seems on pause before me. The feeling of complete peace that had drawn me to the oracle now seemed to fall upon the entire cluster of people who had been taunting her previously. I watched in awe as each person, after hearing the personal message from Father through the oracle, fell to their knees and began to cry. I could hear the mob now begging the oracle for her forgiveness and attempting to worship her. The woman now stands in the middle of the crowd. Do not worship me, for I am human just as you. I did not create you, nor this world around you, for that is the work of our Father in heaven, your Father that loves you so much. He has sent me to share his truth with each of his children, so you may live a life of peace, love, and joy. A life of peace, love, and joy is the absence of fear. I am no better than each of you, just different. I am honored to hear his voice as though he is standing before me. I am not more worthy than any of you to have this gift. It is merely my desire to show each of you that you have the same ears as I. You can hear our Father God as I do. The oracle sternly but lovingly shouted to the people, While I am watching this incredible change from a mob of insane, bloodthirsty zombies to truly repentant, loving beings, I realize that the oracle and the crowd falling at her feet have caught the attention of a group of men. They seem to be unhappy with the turn of events. I can see the disgust in the men's hard faces as they look at this group of people falling to their knees and begging for forgiveness. I sense that this group of very harsh men see this behavior as weakness. I can feel the anger come over the men as if they are aware that this woman, this oracle of God, has ruined the fear and destruction they have been trying to spread. The largest and cruelest looking of the men walks towards the crowd, never taking his eyes off of the oracle. He is carrying what appears to be a large sword in his right hand. The sword looks like it is made from stone and been sharpened on both sides. The hilt of the sword looks as though they wrapped it in fabric. As this large and cruel man is making his way to the oracle and her peaceful crowd, the group of men he has just walked away from begin chanting the name Balam. I don't know if this man was THE Balam or just named for him, but the sight of him walking towards the crowd was making my stomach churn. As he approaches God's oracle, she turns to him as if she knew he was coming and smiles at the monster while he raises his sword to detach her head. I am ready, Father, I hear the oracle softly say. I have achieved all that I can for you on this earth. Thank you, Father, for your love and trust in me. What happened next was horrific, and I will not go into the details. But what follows the horror, I will tell you in as much detail as possible. It is vital for you to know the details of that event. Just as the oracle was being taken away by Balaam and his cronies, I could hear the crowd of people that had been surrounding this amazing woman, whose light was cruelly stomped out. The crowd was sobbing and wailing. When I look towards them, I can see the surrounding area seems darker somehow without those brilliant blue eyes shining God's light. The pain and torture I could hear in the voices of the crowd that the oracle had just saved with God's truth was almost worse than the pain and suffering I had seen earlier being hurtled upon the innocent. As my mind is trying to take in the chaos before me, everything abruptly goes silent. I looked back to where the Oracle's crowd had been, but did not see a single soul. They had all just disappeared. Not a single trace. They were just gone. The other innocent people, who were being beaten, raped, and tortured, suddenly disappeared as well. I was so stunned that I almost missed the crazed individuals looking to Balam in confusion. Unexpectedly, I heard what sounded like thunder. It was so loud that my ears started to ring. Then began to rain. This was not your typical rain, but a downpour like nothing I have ever experienced in all my days. The streets before me began to run red with the blood of the innocent as water began running through the streets like a river. I see the panic and the fear on the faces of the harsh men as they run for cover. The one they call Balam did not move. He just stood there. Looking up at the rain with such a look of hate, it made me shudder. No sooner had I felt the shudder Balaam looked towards me. I swear we made eye contact as he just stared into my soul. But that was impossible, right? This was just a vision. As he takes a step towards where my husband and I huddle on our bed, the vision just blinks out like it was never there. Do you comprehend what you have just witnessed, my children? Father asked quietly. The beginning of the rain you told Noah about. The rain that would flood the earth and the reason you told Noah to build the ark, my husband said humbly as his voice cracks. Ian and I were both sobbing and shaking from the sheer volume of knowledge and understanding we had received and the horrific violence we just witnessed, seeing what human beings are capable of. Father, will I have to die a horrible death like that? I asked, not sure that I truly wanted to know the answer. Father soothingly replied, my child, you have much to do. Your divine spirit will not relinquish your human body before it is time, nor would I allow you to suffer. Basically, he said that I would not die before I'm supposed to. All I could think of in that moment was I could sustain a great deal of pain and not die. Maybe it is time for a new escape plan that involves more than just running fast in a zigzag pattern. I guess it was best that Father showed us this vision after I agreed to the whole oracle way of life. I might have broken the whole God protocol of needing more time to think about it. Suddenly, I remembered all the innocent people in the vision that had just disappeared. I did not remember ever reading of that in the Bible. Not that I have ever been a great scholar of scripture, but I truly feel that I would have remembered a cool fact like that. Before I could process all the questions forming in my head, Father spoke. All that had belief in me and followed the simple rules that are ingrained in your divine spirit were ascended into an unanimated state along with all of the beasts of the world. I placed them in the heavenly realm until it was safe for them to return to earth and their human lives. Once I returned them to earth, they had no memory of the destruction that was before. Father began speaking in a soft voice and almost hesitant in his words. He said, My intent was never to flood the entire earth to the point of complete destruction. My intent was to create enough flooding to destroy the material items that had become more important than humanity to so many. It was my desire that in tragedy, the good in the divine spirit would overcome the evil and lies that society spread across the earth, that my children would treasure love above greed, that they would choose kindness and banish cruelty. Then, my precious daughter, my oracle, was murdered and her body paraded through the streets. I do take responsibility for the choices I made that day. My promise to all of my future children was the gift of the rainbow. The rainbow is made from the essence of love and my promise to never flood the entire earth again. It was at that moment I had the most insane thought, and I instantly felt ashamed. Before I could say anything, Father spoke. It is always a difficult day to find out your parents are not perfect, he said lovingly and with humor in his voice. As if reading my mind, which he was, Father continued, I am not perfect in action, my child. Rather, I have perfect knowledge. I also have perfect forgiveness and love for all my children. If heaven and I were perfect in all sense, why would there have been need of a war of the angels? If heaven and I were perfect, your brother Lucifer would have never fallen, Father said, with a look that told me I had so much more to learn. Father had been speaking to Ian and me for an hour at this point. We did not know, but we still had two more hours to go.